The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder Happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2015, and I'm glad to be with you. This is also the first episode we are having since the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, the beloved founder of Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living, Living, made her transition. She transitioned into a new experience in God's eternal life on December 23rd, 2014, and we bless her on her way. In the midst of of this transitional period in spirit and in our organization, I had already invited the newly elected president of the Universal Foundation, the Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeithen, on the show, not knowing that at this time, Reverend Coleman would be making her transition. So, first of all, let me introduce our guest the Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeithen. How how are you doing? I'm great. How about you? I'm excellent, excellent. And I don't want to waste the time because I know we only have a uh, an hour or less. Okay. I really want to get to it. So I really want to ask you, first of all, is how did you get involved in New Thought? Um, I became involved in New Thought in 1982. Um, I was at a crossroads in my life. And uh, I was on my job. It was my uh, a job that I had uh, out of college. And um, it was I had worked my way really up to the top. I was the next person in line to take over or to be the supervisor in the office. And I was miserable. And so every morning I would turn on my radio on the way to, to this crazy job. And Les Brown who was then working on his motivational career. He wasn't the Les Brown that we know him to be today. And he would always be saying something like, you all are going to those jobs that you know you don't like. And I would turn off the radio. But every time I got into the car, it seemed that Les was on. And so one night I decided to go to one of the sessions he was advertising, met him, He recommended two books. I asked him to recommend something for me to read so that I could understand what he was saying. He recommended two books, Key to Yourself, and that's by Venice Bloodworth, and the book You by Francis Wilshire. And I guess I went home and read those books. But what was key, Galen, is that Les followed up with me. 
He'd taken my telephone number and he called me several times. Of course, I couldn't remember who is Mr. Brown because I know several Mr. Browns. I knew knew several Mr. Browns at that time. And um, he finally got me and he said, I called to find out what did those books say? Well, by this time, I'm down. I'm depressed because now I've left this job and uh, my new job hasn't come through yet. And he said, so what did the book say? And I just said something off of the top of my head. And he fell into dead silence. Of course, now I'm thinking I'm a total idiot. And uh, he says to me, Sheila, you are going to be a magnificent new thought teacher. And I thought, oh, my God, this is a crazy and insane man. And now he has my telephone number. Oh, my goodness. What have I done? And what is he talking about? What is new thought? Oh, my gosh. What have I done? And he said, I want you to come to church on Sunday. And I want you to find me, and then we're going to go to my mom's. A lot of us are going to my mom's for dinner afterwards. And that's how it all started, Galen. I went to the church. Dr. Mary was preaching from uh, Genesis 1. Of course, I never heard any interpretation of the Bible that she was uh, particularly sharing that day. And I was intrigued. But Les, I just left him because, of course, Les had a 1,000 people around him, and I left. But Les did something else. Les called me again. I thought you were going to come to the service. I said, I did come. And I described everything that happened, what I heard. And he says, well, you come this Sunday and, uh, and, and you find me. I don't care how many people are around me. And so I did that. And thus began my journey. Beautiful, beautiful. And a lot of people have testimonies of Les Brown in particular, bringing them into the New Thought community. As a, as a matter of fact, that you might not know this, but the reason why I ended up at Christ Universal Temple was because my mother played a Les Brown tape uh, during uh, a Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. in 1992, 10 years after you. And my room was next to the kitchen. She said, put this on your radio while I'm cooking. And I played it. And I was like, man, this guy makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, who is he? And she told me, and I would just listen to the tape over and over again. And about after about a month of listening to Les, and it was called The Courage to Live Your Dreams, oh, Part yes. 2. Uh-huh. And he was teaching about Samson and Delilah. I, I still have the cassette. <laughs> <laughs> I, literally, and I have a cassette player to play it. Because to me, it was, it, it was the avenue through which God used to shift my life. And after a while, I said, well... Do you have anything else like this? And this was like, uh, in, we're in the end of December now. Mm-hmm. So mother let me hear Reverend Coleman and Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. And in January 1993, I showed up January 3rd, 1993 at Christ Universal Temple. But it was the gift that was stirred up in me through mm-hmm. Les Brown's quote-unquote ministry. He, it, by that time, he was the Les Brown. and He was coming mm-hmm. back to Christ Universal Temple to share Yes. Uh, a month long series. And it blew me away. Totally That's, blew me away. And to wow. this day, I, I consider it one of the be- best lessons I've ever heard. Even now, you know, I've been trained by you and Reverend Coleman and Reverend Tumkin and Reverend Carey and et cetera. And I still go back and listen to that lesson. It still has the same level of impact. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Yes. Well, Les Brown is responsible for the movement really in Miami because he had started a community based group. And so that whole group ended up turning into the Universal Truth Center in Miami, Florida. And then he found Reverend Mary Tumkin and brought her to USBL. And so he was really the catalyst for that South Florida movement. Beautiful, beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful. Well, I also want to ask you, because again, with limited time, tell us a little bit about you. Who are you and what drives you? Okay, um, who I am, I'm just going to do it briefly. I'm not going to talk about my accomplishments. We'll do that another time. What I'm going to say is I'm a person, Galen, who's been given another chance at life, and I don't want to waste it. In uh, January, uh, actually it started in December of 1985, I wasn't feeling well, and um, uh, uh, through a long process, I'm sure you'll ask me about my healing testimony, but... Uh, through a process, I made it. And so I don't want to waste it. And um, what drives me are the core principles of these of the New Thought teachings as espoused by the Universal Foundation for Better Living, because they represent for me uh, a way by which I live my life. 
It is who I am. So I am congruent. My, my basic identity is congruent with the principles that we teach. So for me, it's not a, a religious path that I'm on. It's a way of life for me. For I believe new thought presents a way of life, a way of being. And therefore, you, you, you find ways to ensure that you're continually on point. In other words, you have these principles as your guiding pole star to guide you back, to point you back to life's possibilities that God has already designed just for you. So that's what drives me. Uh, yesterday, I, I had an opportunity to speak to a friend uh, who's um, uh, knows of someone who had a kidney transplant recently. And I know several people who've had a kidney transplant and they're doing well. And, um, you know, the conversation was that the kidney, although transplanted, hadn't awakened yet. And so there may be a possibility that the doctors need to go back in and and to, you know, pull the kidney out or do whatever it is that they're going to do. And when she said it, I mean, Galen, for me, it's like automatic. It's like, but wait a minute. God's life is activity. It's the idea in the mind of God of activity. And so what you've just said to me is there is no activity somewhere. And that is a lie. H.M.L.E. Katie, the great writer, would say that in New Thought Student. She would say it's it's you've got to know the unadulterated truth. And so the truth is, is that life is here. Life is now. And wherever that person or anyone else is, life is forever present. And that's why when you spoke of uh, Dr. Coleman in your opening testimony, you talked about her next experience in eternal life. Life never changes. And so uh, what happens is in your my day to day experience when suggestions are made that, you know, there is an absence of God, an absence of life, of love, of wisdom, of substance and power, then I go back to that guiding principle and say, no, that's a lie. And if that's a lie, then how can we proceed from here? How is it that we can demonstrate our belief, even if it's limited? How can we just start the journey of believing that life is here, that wisdom is here, that power is here, that substance is here? And so that's what my life is about. And it's about the principle, but it's also about that presence of God just being so awakened within each one of us and people everywhere that we know the truth and we can turn to the truth within ourselves. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you mentioned your healing testimony. Uh, could you share? You know, I, it's a long story because I, I know it personally, but briefly. Right, but I'm not going to share. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, just a, a brief Test part of the testimony about how you use these principles that you learned at the Universal Truth Center and through the Universal Foundation for Better Living to express the life of God in a more abundant way that you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Well, healing, as you know, is wholeness. Yes. And so um, I was at the time I was uh, working in law enforcement and I started to not feel well. And, you know, in law enforcement, one of the things that is uh, of primary concern is your physical ability to perform the job. So when you start to feel weak in any way, well, what did I do? I went and joined a gym. And um, in joining the gym the first day, I found myself on the floor because I was out of breath. But by the grace of God, I didn't die right there. And I said, you know, I'm going to have myself checked. Went to the doctor and the doctor said, I don't know why you're standing in front of me. Because you don't have even enough blood in your body to keep your systems going. And you have to get to the hospital right away. And I said, okay, I'm going home. And so I went home, got my stuff, went back to the hospital, checked myself in. Long story short, and I began to delve into the healing power of God that I've been introduced to through the Universal Truth Center, through my minister, the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumkin, and through the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, who made uh, visits every year to our ministry uh, because she was always our anniversary celebration speaker and she would come and do healing services, et cetera, et cetera. So I knew healing was possible because I'd met someone who had defied a death sentence. I never met anyone prior to that. Thank God I'd met Dr. Johnny Coleman. Thank God I'd been introduced uh, more than three years earlier to this teaching, because if I had not, I would have accepted the doctor's diagnosis that I have ne- less than six days to live. And of course, you wouldn't be interviewing me today. So that's my testimony. What are the principles I used? Well, one of the things that a new thought student needs to be able to do is concentrate. 
And in concentration and focus, when you what you give your attention to, there's a law called the law of mind action. And so what you would give your attention to gives its attention to you where your energy uh, uh, go, where your attention goes, your energy flows. And so because your energy flows there, then the activity of healing is awakened within you in greater and greater ways. And so uh, that's what I did. So I read Catherine Ponder. I read all healing material. I focused on that. And um, so what I focused on became my reality. Now, was it an easy journey? Did it happen just like that? No. I had to go through many, many, many steps. I had to see many doctors. I had to have many tests. I had to have blood tests every single week. But there, but I came through. A pivotal point was when I was in New York uh, because the medical professionals sent me there. They said there was nothing else that they could do. And when they sent me there, one of the things that happened was the doctor's attitudes were completely different. And so uh, it was almost like there was nothing going on with me. So I began to say, hey, they're not giving me, you know, this attention. Don't they know I'm going to die? And, and, and I've been told I'm going to die. Let's get on with this thing. And so what it prompted me to do is it, they turned my attention to other people. Other people who were having experiences and they would have me go to their rooms and, 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 and talk to them and share with them. And of course, my condition was so much worse than theirs that when they would talk, I would go, oh, that's nothing. Oh, that's this. And all of the people began to get up and go home and I was left there. So one day I said, OK, this is it. I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. And a little voice in me, now that we know, now we know it's the voice of intuition, said, OK, you'll do it later. Well, that was shocking to my consciousness. What do you mean I'm going to do it later? Are you saying to me that I am going to have to do all of this, go back over all that I've already been through and start over? Oh, no. And so I sat up in my bed and I said, oh, no, that's it. And let me tell you, within 15 minutes, a doctor was coming into my room telling me that all of my results had changed and that I could go home and live with the relative there uh, in New York. And to this day, I tell the story. That when that doctor came in, I could have been dead in my bed, but I wouldn't have been dead in my bed because something had killed me. I would have been dead in my bed because I gave up on life. I gave up. I closed my consciousness, my awareness to the life principle. And because I was awakened to it in a more um, concentrated way, because I had no intention of redoing all that I had already been through in this particular healing experience uh, that I'm here today. I think that was a, a turning point for me. So I tell people, you have to concentrate on what you want. You have to let the baggage go. You're hating somebody, let it go because it's standing in the way of your healing. You're angry about something, let it go because it's standing in the way of your healing. You're de depressed, despondent about something, let it go because it's standing in the way of your healing. You're feeling worthless, depressed, let it go because it's standing in the way of your healing. So when I became fully available to healing, healing became fully available to me. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, we're coming up close to our first break, so I want to give people an opportunity to call in and ask you questions. So let me give them the number. The number is 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. I also want to remind uh, everyone who's listening to the show that this show has a Facebook page. You can go to Truth Transforms with Reverend Gayla McDowell on Facebook. Please make sure to like the page, share it with others if you find it of benefit. I also would like to remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, please freely give. It is the outworking of divine law. Now, we only have a, a couple of seconds, about 45 seconds left before we go into the break and into the next session. And in the next session, I do want to talk to you about some of your experiences with Reverend Coleman, um, a few with Reverend Tumpkin, if, if we have time, but definitely about the legacy of UFBL and where we go from here. So please call us if you're out there. This is the time. You can call in from this part of the show going forward, 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. 
If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, Words from Our Past, Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I am interviewing the Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeithen, the president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living. And we just had a great conversation about her, her healing testimony, how she came into New Thought, how she became involved in the ministry. And I want to now, Reverend um, McKeithen, talk to you about the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. How did Mm -hmm. you first meet Reverend Coleman? Well, I met Dr. Johnny Coleman through the church, the ministry in Miami, the Universal Truth Center for Better Living, where the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumkin pastored for 31 years. Um, and that's where I cut my teeth on New Thought until she sent me to and assigned me to Jamaica. So that's how I met the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. As I said previously, she would come down more than once a year because we were a new ministry, really. And uh, she would come down, her and uh, her assistant minister, the Reverend Dr. Helen Carey, and sometimes Bob Mays, her musician, and Connie Kennison, the vocalist, would come. They would do healing services, and we would have these big mass community uh, gatherings uh, and uh, Dr. Johnny Coleman would be the featured speaker. So that's how I, I, I first met her. Okay. What was your impression of her? Uh, my impression of Dr. Johnny Coleman was that she's bold. she was bold. But what really intrigued me was the fact that here's a person who defied death. She was also a, a, a woman who had a sense of humor. But she was also very serious about the truth principles that she espoused. 
And uh, those were my first impressions of her. Okay. What are some of the lessons you learned from Reverend Coleman? And I know this could take up the next 15 shows easily, <laughs> but, but, you know, but maybe something that really stands out. Well, I would say the first thing is, is she said to me, I asked her uh, because I served on the UFBO board of directors when she was still serving as president emerita. And I turned to her one day and I said to her, I said, Johnny, if you had to, you know, just boil all the teaching down to one uh, small aphorism, just one statement of truth, what would it be? And she just looked at me and she didn't say anything. And then we broke for lunch and she invited me to come and sit next to her. And I sat next to her and she told me these words, quote unquote, know who you are. Know who you are. And when she told me that, I was actually kind of shocked. But that I take with me. As a matter of fact, I've taught a lesson series on the wisdom of Dr. Johnny Coleman. And I'm in another lesson series with her right now using her book, Open Your Mind and Be Healed. Um, I, I know who you are in every circumstance, no matter what you're facing. It's not the other person. It's not Sheila McKeithen. It's do you know who you are in God? That's the question. The other thing I got from her, uh, the other lesson is this, Galen. God has an assignment for you. And nobody can do your assignment but you. So get out of everybody else's business and be your own assignment and do that which God has called you to do. Another lesson I learned from her that we each are unique and unrepeatable. I can't be Johnny Coleman. Johnny Coleman can't be Sheila McKeithen. Sheila McKeithen can't be Galen McDowell. Galen McDowell can't be Sheila McKeithen. Galen McDowell can be Galen McDowell. Sheila McKeithen can be Sheila McKeithen. And Johnny Coleman can be Johnny Coleman. That God has designed each one of us uniquely for a special assignment. Every experience, the community you grew up in, the place you were born, the experiences you've had are all intricately related to the assignment that God has for you. And the only person who can say yes to your assignment is you. And the last thing she gave me, of course, this isn't the last thing. I'm just cutting the list short. Is this. She told me I could write. She didn't tell me, Sheila, you can write. But she took a piece that I wrote, as HMLE Katie would say, out of out of the travail of my soul. And it's called God, God, God. And she made it a treasure and she had it posted in her house. And she told me it was the most beautiful thing she'd ever read. Those are just some of the gifts and lessons that the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman gave to me. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Definitely. It, it touched me in the, it, deeply when you said know who you are, because she would drill that mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Know who you are. Know who you are. Stand up on your own two big spiritual, big spiritual feet. feet. Yes. Over and over. Because I'm, and you know what she was add to that? She said, because I might want to go out to the movies and get the popcorn. Yeah. But I think she yes. said picture show. She said, she I was about to say picture era. show. Remember <laughs> yes. that? She said, I might go to, go to the picture show and have me some popcorn. Yes, yes. And, and that's did. what she wanted. Right, right. She said, you worried about uh, uh, where your mother's at. Your mother came back here already enjoying her life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> so what is her lasting legacy in New Thought and in the religious community? And I'm saying this in the context of this. Uh, when I uh, went with uh, Reverend Wells uh, to see um, Reverend Jesse Jackson right after Reverend Coleman made her transition, he said a statement that really stood out to me. It, it really impacted me deeply. Mm-hmm. He said to Reverend Wells, Johnny Coleman raised the standard for ministry. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, not ministry in Chicago. Ministry. Ministry. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. I, said, I said, 
that's a powerful statement. If we can really grasp what that means, mm-hmm. she raised the standard. He said, and he talked about the order that she would have in the service and, and, you know, start on time and get out the same day. You know, he, he joked, jokingly said, right. And right. he shared these other things that he learned and other ministers learned from Reverend Coleman, how to build when nobody was building facilities like Christ universal temple in mm-hmm. Chicago. If you didn't have a Catholic church, right. Nobody was building buildings like this, not Protestant ministers. Right. So, he, he he talked about the standard of what it meant and how, he, you know, when he couldn't make payrolls and things of that nature, how she would just donate it, you know, not letting the left hand know what the right hand was doing. So mm-hmm. in the from your um, point of view, what are what's her lasting legacy, not only in her faith community, but also in the religious community? Johnny was a woman who showed the world that with God, all things are possible. Okay. While others are talking about God, she was exhibiting principle number five in the core principles of the Universal Foundation for Better Living, and that's the law of demonstration. Yes. That God shows up through the teachings. God can, is what I said, is her lasting legacy. Not just God can in Jesus' day, but God can today, Reverend Galen. Uh-huh. And so now is really the appointed time. God can. I remember uh, John, Dr. Johnny Coleman telling the story of uh, a, a, a minister, a well-known minister in uh, California who had uh, an amazing television ministry during his day. And I'm not going to call his name, but he was in Chicago and she said she invited him over to uh, her church, 119th and Ashland Avenue, uh, to see the newly built facility. And he stood there and he said, I don't believe it. And she said, you got to believe it because you're standing in it. Uh-huh. And so that's one of the standards that she gave us that I don't have to prove anything to you. God is proving itself in, through, and as us every single day to the degree that we are standing firm on the truth. Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So that's a legacy legacy that she gave us, that if you stay God-centered, then God will show up in amazing ways. In the 80s, she uh, hosted one of the International New Thought Alliance uh, ministry development conferences. It was all the mega churches, Peggy Bassett's church, Jack Boland's church, Johnny Coleman's church. And Dr. Mary said to us that people would say, but Johnny, how did you do this? And Johnny's answer would consistently be God. And they said, but, but, but how did you get the chapel? God. But, but, but Johnny, how did you get the land? God. But Johnny, how did you raise the money? God. Uh-huh. And so she gave us this example of being God-centered in spite of what was happening around us and what people taught. What she also gave us, and I saw this a lot on the social media posts after she made her transition, is women in ministries were were chiming in, and they were saying, Johnny Coleman gave us permission to be ministers. Yes. Yes. She gave us permission to be ministers. She gave us to permission to not just serve under the male, but to walk with the male as an equal. Yes. 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 That's powerful, you know. Yes. Do you remember when she was on uh, Tavis Smiley's show on BET and she was being interviewed about women in ministry? This was about... mm, Maybe about 2000, 2001. I'm not remembering that. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was interviewed and it was actually the, I can't remember her name now. You know her. I think it was Bishop Vashti. I can't remember her name. Oh, Bishop Uh, McKenzie. Yeah. McKenzie. Yes. Mm -hmm. They were both on the show and Reverend Coleman, they were asking her about, you know, women in ministry and Reverend Coleman just said to Tavis point blank. I wasn't waiting on a man to tell me I could do anything. I just started my own thing. <laughs> and it was just so enlightening. Because mm-hmm. It never dawned on her that she had to get permission from anybody to do anything that God told her she was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? As I go back to what Dr. Coleman said, we all have assignments. 
And so while Dr. Coleman had an assignment, uh, Bishop Vashti had an assignment, too. Yes. So Dr. Coleman, like um, Mary Baker Eddy before her, built her own platform because she had to. Right. 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 Nobody was opening up. Mary Baker Eddy was powerful in her day. And I was reading her autobiography and it says that she uh, taught so powerfully one night and people were healed all over that they showed up the next night. And guess what? The church, the doors to the church were locked. So she was really backed into building her own thing. Yes. And Johnny Coleman was, too. Yes. Because when unity came to 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 get their, you know, to take their church back, she had to do her. She was backed in and she had to do her own thing, too. Right. And, you know, from my perspective, with Bishop Vashti, a woman who stood her ground in, in their spiritual tradition, which is, you know, more traditional than, than our tradition, but who stood the ground and uh, became a woman bishop is to be applauded because now she's opened the door for so many other women in that faith tradition now to be bishops. Yes. A trailblazer. Absolutely. Trailblazer. trailblazer. Both of them. Yes. All of them. And all of the women that we don't know. Right. So right. going back to, to, to Johnny's lasting legacy, when you listen to God, which is uh, our sixth statement of faith, we believe that learning to listen to the whisperings of the still small voice within us will right. ensure that we are guided into right action. And so the, the, the guidance that we see, receive may be different, but it's going to be for our absolute good because God's nature is absolute good. Yes, yes. And we so for a, me, yes, go ahead. I was going to say we have about four minutes before the next break. And I do want to give before we talk about in the last part of the show, UFBL and the legacy of UFBL, I want to use the last four minutes to talk about Reverend Tumpkin. Okay. And I, so really, how did Reverend Tumpkin impact your life? And what was the greatest lesson or lessons you learned from her? And I have to do this within about four minutes. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's We'll invite you back. (laughs) Okay. All right. Go right ahead. Okay. Now, what am I doing now with Reverend Tumpkin? Yes. Yes. Reverend Tumpkin. Reverend Tumpkin is my spiritual mother. When I was going through my experience, uh, I remember one night Reverend Mary and her husband Joseph uh, stayed at the hospital with me all night because my system had to be completely clear by the next morning. And uh, that was Reverend Mary uh, to me. When she uh, asked me to come to Jamaica, she she just asked me and she told me, I'm never going to make ask you to quit your job because you'll never say I did. I'm not practicing law because of Mary Tumpkin. But what she did was she asked me questions and I kept saying yes, because I wanted to help her. I saw the importance of what she was doing. I never had a goal in mind. I never planned to become a teacher or a minister. I was just, as people, as I say to people, I was just helping Mary Galen because I saw what she was doing was so important and I saw how, how it had blessed me. And so she gave me this wonderful, wonderful gift. She threw me in the water many times and I had to learn to swim. But at the same time, if I yelled back and said, Mary, I need some help. She would say, you need me to come. And so I had to learn to stand on my own two spiritual feet. Reverend Mary Tumpkin was a spiritual giant. Absolutely. In her own right. She was no nonsense. And she gave me back the Bible. She gave me back uh, church, ministry, spirituality, because I really was fed up with all that I had heard and what I had seen. And she, through her Life example, I found my way back to the beauty of God's kingdom that is within me and was, that is within people everywhere. And so I am where I am today because of the teachings of Dr. Mary Tumpkin and her willingness to help me, to support me, and to go forth and be all that I could be. And I'm yes, yes. grateful. Yes, yes, I would tell, I'm, tell me years ago, years ago there was some type of reverb happening. I don't know what's happening, but that Mary Tumpkin and her prime, pound for pound, mm. was the best New Thought preacher I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I 
I'll debate anybody on that when it came to presentation, mm-hmm. preparation, preparation, and delivery and delivery. Uh, she, she was and off the charts. She was off the chart <laughs> and she and, and she could weave the humor in that. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. When, Without when I trying heard, to be humorous. Yes. I still remember the first time I heard her at Christ Universal Temple, and it blew me away because everybody was saying, you have to, don't miss this Sunday. I was like, who is she? Don't miss this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that point, Reverend Coleman was still in charge of UFBL as the president. Mm-hmm. And I heard her, and I got that tape, and I wore that tape out. I was like, this woman is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It, blew me, it absolutely blew me away. Pound for pound. Mm-hmm. You're not beating her as a preacher. No way, no how. And I think that that's something that obviously needs to be remembered. And it's up to people like us who were trained and developed by her Mm -hmm. to make sure that just as we promote and let people know about Reverend Coleman, we -hmm. also need to let them know about Reverend Tumpkin because she brought a lot to what we do. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. and we have our last we have to take our last break. So I do want to make sure that if a person wants to call, this is your last chance during this next part of the show. We will be discussing the legacy of UFBL and where do we go from here? All right. So we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. From mayhem to miracle, from disaster to divine, Rants to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We have a guest on the line, the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute, the Reverend Alberta Ware. Hello, Reverend Ware. Hi, how are you? Excellent, excellent. Thanks for calling in. Galen, I have to say this. Just let me say this and then you can go back to your show. Yes. But in, in when, when the Universal Truth Center was being started and Dr. Coleman and Reverend Helen were training uh, Reverend Mary, Dr. Johnny sent this lady right here, Alberta Ware, the Reverend Alberta Ware to Miami to help us to get started. She was our first teacher because Reverend Tumpkin was still in training with Reverend Carey and Dr. Coleman. And she is the woman. She is the reason that I'm involved in UFBL today in terms of being active in the ministry and serving because she called me out after a class one week and said, I want to see you next week. I got something I want you to do. And the whole week I said, oh, Lord, what have I done? Why is this lady asking me? And I was so nervous the whole week and scared. And so I showed up for class the next week, and she asked me to serve in the audio ministry. Of course, that meant I would be the audio ministry. And I said, I don't know anything about audio. And she says, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you. So I would say that, too, in terms of moving forward. We have to continue to be teachable and not think we know everything. Because God wants us to learn so much more than we currently know. So, Reverend Ware, see what you've done? 
<laughs> but listen to this. When the student excels, it means the teacher did something right. Absolutely. That's true. And Absolutely. Sheila has excelled in a wonderful way. I'm really enjoying this discussion. It is really excellent. God is good. And thank you, Reverend Galen, for the opportunity. And thank you, Reverend Ware, for just opening the door for me to take this amazing adventure. Hey, it was God. God directed. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Ware. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Reverend McKeithen, talking about the legacy of UFBL, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Well, what I would say is we're taking a very exciting ride. And it is a journey into the God presence. And we have our, our, our core principles. We have the five basic purposes for our, our ministry, healing, fellowship, service, prayer, preaching and teaching. Uh, and so where do we go from here is to stand on the principle and to share the truth that sets us free and to share it in relevant and practical ways. We have uh, an amazing story to tell. And what I keep hearing uh, the spirit say is continue to find ways for the world to hear the stories. Right. To be touched, to be impacted, to know that God is today just as God was in yesteryears through many of the great teachers and preachers. So where do we go? We look at ourselves first, and we've already begun that process. The senior ministers of the churches in the Universal Foundation for Better Living came together uh, after the uh, memorial service for our beloved founder, And there was nothing but excitement in the room. There was nothing but we love God. We believe in this message of truth. Uh, We believe it is relevant. We believe it is practical. And we are putting our uh, foot to the pedal and it's full speed ahead. So it's exciting. We have agreed to take the message of truth to a new level, higher levels, grander expressions, and to make sure we document and tell our story. Uh, I have a book, and the book is entitled A Hundred Years of Christian Science. And one of the things that the Christian scientists did was they told their story. They told their story through books, through radio, and today we have social media, so there are no limits to the many ways that we can tell our stories. We have been given, Dr. Tumpkin said, the, a, a very important key, and that key, Galen, is the allegorical interpretation of Scripture. So many people have been beaten up with the Bible. They have been thrown away. They have been persecuted. And we have the key that liberates them from the literal word that seems to condemn them to the spirit of truth that Jesus Uh, spoke of. He said the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. And therefore we are uh, sharing the spirit of truth as espoused through not only the Bible, but the wisdom of the ages. And people are being set free by it. How do I know? Because I've been set free. I've got a three-year-old that's been set free. If you read the insert to the Daily Inspiration, the youth corner, you'll see where a 13-year-old has been set free. So people all over the world, I've been set free because, number one, I'm here. And if I believe that it was God's will that I die, I wouldn't even be on this program or in this world today. And so we've been given these wonderful keys, spiritual healing. Johnny Coleman's doctor said we can't help you. My doctor said, we can't help you. We've done all we know how to do. And because we have now cut through that consciousness of impossibility, what happens is we have now opened the way, just as Jesus opened it for us and so many more throughout the ages, so many spiritual teachers, the people looking to God. 
uh, that now the door is open for others to come through that door. So we have a responsibility. We cannot close the door on spiritual healing. We cannot close the door on allegorical Bible interpretation. We cannot close the door on prayer. We cannot close the door on giving service and being of service in the world. We cannot close the door on preaching and teaching people, as Dr. Coleman said, how to live a better life. And not just any people, people who are willing to learn, our last statement of faith says. Yes. How to live a better life, not trying to force anything on anybody. And just like I found the truth in my hour of need, everybody who is who wants to find it will find it, as Reverend Alberta said. And as the ancient proverb says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So we're the teachers. We're the teachers. We're the teachers in new thought. We're the teachers. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And And so we must take our place. And teach not only in the classroom, but first, we've got to be taught by the Holy Spirit. We've got to live our lessons because the teaching is not so much what you say. It's the consciousness through which the teaching comes that does the work. Absolutely. 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 Now, I do want to mention mention that you have a book. book. I want to make sure that people know know about your book and how they can get it. 12 Steps to Your Healing. If you're in the Caribbean, you can get it through our local ministry in Kingston, Jamaica. If you're in the uh, Caribbean or any of our Caribbean-based ministries, we've provided copies to all of them. Um, the listing is in the back of the Daily Inspiration, or you can go to the UFBO website and get a listing of the churches. And in the USA, you can simply go to Amazon.com and order the book. And it's also, it's also in many of the UFBL centers. We're still getting that notice out to the UFBL centers. We don't have uh, the notice out to all of them yet, but churches like yours, uh, Reverend Galen have it. The church in Miami for sure has it. The church in Canada, uh, Toronto has it as well in their bookstore for sure. Unity of Pensacola has it in their bookstore. Uh, as well. So we're going to be getting that information out and it is a fundraiser for churches. So any church, any ministry that wants to carry the book, I will get the book to you for what it costs me. And then you are able to, you know, utilize it in your community in a way that is of benefit. It's a prosperity project. That's what God told me. And that's how I'm using it. Got 12 it. Steps have- to Your Healing by Sheila McKee. All right. So get the book. It's worth it. Now we do have a caller online. Um, Reverend Elitris, before we bring her on, I do want to remind the listeners that you can download this podcast via iTunes and Stitcher and also come back to the website in a few hours if you would just like to copy or snatch the link and post it on your social media. So we want this to get out. We want uh, the UFBL community, the New Thought community, and et cetera, to share this message because this is UFBL saying the best is yet to come. We're working and we're ready to do what God has assigned us to do. Reverend Elitris, are you there? Yes. How you doing there? We have about, you have about one minute, a minute and a half. I wanted to, um, I, I was listening to Reverend McKeithen. How you doing, Reverend McKeithen? Hi, Elitris. How are you? I grew up a Christian scientist, so I was very um, happy to hear um, you talk about that, and I've heard you talk about that, um, you know, quite often in your healing. And so I was drawn to Reverend Coleman and the, uh, the other side of the New Thought movement. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up a Christian scientist, you know, we were very strict in, in um, our way of practicing. And so I needed to be able to express myself in a different way, uh, more inclusive, which is how I ended up with Reverend Coleman. And I didn't mm-hmm. have to um, let go of that complete reliance on spiritual healing. So I'm very mm-hmm. interested um, going forward with the Universal Foundation for Better Living, what that healing component looks like. I know it's mm-hmm. very important to you, very important to Reverend Coleman, and it's very important to me. And um, I do like the idea of uh, us telling our story. And I love the testimony part um, of Christian science. Every Wednesday night, people coming and sharing. And that's what got people that. Yes. And, um, well, I'm with you. We're on the same page. 
Uh, so, I mean, if you'd like to be a part of that, that would be great. Uh, one of the things that Reverend Tumkin, and I know she wants me to do because she told me, and that is working on the uh, uh, a space in UFBL called the Spiritual Healing Practitioner. Yes. And so, that. yes, yes, that's a that's that's a very important component. And that's very important to me. So I'm hearing you and you I, I invite you to 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 work with me uh, in that area. And as anyone in UFBL who's interested in that, let's get together and let's talk about that, because there are people getting diagnoses every single day. And there is a way that a person can unleash the healing presence and power within themselves. And so uh, we should share that because I know it's worked for me and I know what I did. And so I can share that. Okay, I love it. Thank you. I love that, too. Thank you so much for calling. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And give our love to the church in Los Angeles. Yes, and Reverend Della, love and the team there. I'll return. I will. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. So we have about three minutes to go, uh, Reverend McKeith. And so I want to give you uh, two minutes of that time to give the last word. What would you like to say to the members and friends in the UFBL member churches and study groups? I'd like to say that there is, um, you know, I like to use this analogy um, that the Universal Foundation for Better Living is like a bus. And uh, Everyone who wants to be on the bus belongs on the bus. So there's room for everybody. But there are designated seats. So let's say my three-year-old Kersey belongs on the bus, but she doesn't belong in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. You see, she's not the one to change the tire. Right. But there's someone on the bus who can. And so one of the things I'd like to see us do is go back and find what is our spiritual gift. See, Dr. Coleman worked in her giftedness, and that's why her success was assured. She was completing her assignment. Reverend Mary had the gift of preaching and teaching. She had that gift. That's why she's so good at it. Right. So what is your gift, Galen? Bar none, it's what you know you came to do. Right. And let's stop trying to do the other stuff, although it's attractive, and do you. Do what God has given you to do. What's my assignment? And then Sheila, commit to that assignment and do it to the best of your ability. And we know that if Spirit has assigned us, then all the resources... The talents, the gifts, the way that's to be shared, all of that has been made available to us. Absolutely. So it's a a matter of going back to what is your gift, not what you want to do, but what has God called you to do and in fact is compelling you to do. Do that. Yes. And that's where your strength lies. That's where your success lies. We have numerous churches. Every church, every spiritual community has something, bar none, they're doing well. Even if it's, it's just, let's just say it's one thing. Yes. Now, if I, that one, can share with each other how to do that thing, hey. We can win. We can Big win. time. Big now, time. We, we have now run out of time officially. I'm looking at the oh, clock. No. <laughs> so we're just going to, have to do this again. What I'll do is we'll talk. Obviously, I'll see you next week. Let's talk about how we can do a part two of this because I think it's relevant. We we can flesh this out and really get this information out in a way that's beneficial. So God bless you. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And we want to support and bless all of our partners in ministry out there as well, because they're all a part of this. We're all in the same family doing the work for God. So God bless you all. Take care and God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. And this concludes Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. 
Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.